my loves, this is Naya. Forever free. Forever. F O R B B R. F R B B. Forever. Forever free. Hey loves, welcome to episode two of the Forever Free preseason. Thank you so, so much for connecting with me again and choosing to be forever free. I hope that you enjoyed the first episode. Um, I am just so humbled and excited that the first episode got so much positive feedback and way, way more downloads than I expected. Like, wow. I just thank you guys for sharing it, for telling a friend and all of that. Um, For those of you joining us for the first time, um, Forever Free can really be summed up in a few simple ways. Um, Basically, we provide curated experiences to encourage women in an unapologetic combination of real talk and support. I don't know about you, but I need both. Like I need someone who can be real with me from the women's woman's perspective, but who can also uplift me and encourage me and support me at the same time. It's literally a fine balance. So that's what Forever Free is really about. But um, it Forever Free boils down to three things. Number one, we provide weekly text messages on Fridays called the Forever Free Friday message. Um, and that's just a text message that is sent to provide a word of encouragement or a challenge um, as you go into your weekend. So if you haven't done so yet, you can text Forever Free, capital F's, no space, so Forever Free, to 74121. So text forever free to 74121 to be connected. Also, um, we set aside time at least quarterly for women to come together for spiritual, professional, and or personal development. So that might look like us attending a women's conference together. Um, Actually, there's a women's conference that I go to every year in the fall, and um, I already have nine women registered to go with me in the fall of 2019 um, to the Glow Women's Conference in Norfolk, Virginia. So I'm super excited about that. Um, But we also, we might just go to a concert or have a spa day or go on a girl's weekend trip. Or you may even receive an invitation to attend a coordinated event where Forever Free women who are in similar fields professionally gather to connect and receive professional development. Or you might simply be invited to a dinner date in your local area sponsored by Forever Free. So we definitely try to connect women in different ways. And then this Forever Free podcast is the primary vehicle used to that we kind of use to strive toward our goal, which is simply to build a squad of women who learn to humble themselves by growing from what I like to call savage to salvaged, learning to resist the enemy, yet endure suffering like a G. Like we go through so much in life and women are so strong and so tough and we endure suffering. And that stuff, that crap does not go away once you say yes to God. So 
after you learn to do all of that, you then get this ability to kind of accept this beautiful blend of restoration and strength and confidence and all those things that God will and has instilled in you. And so the fundamental premise of Forever Free is that women are strengthened when we learn to just kind of come together and be our authentic selves and commit to connecting with other women. But the key with that is bringing another woman along with you on your Forever Free journey. So anyway, Thank you again for listening and remember to follow, listen, and text to see how connecting with other forever free women can inspire you to live your forever free life. So let's jump into episode two, also known as the brand new me episode. So last week I explained that every episode is named after a scripture or a song or a movie. Well, this episode is named after Alicia Keys' song, Brand New Me. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It is, for me, a very empowering song. Um, If you haven't heard it, hopefully by the end of this episode, you will want to hear it or know more about it. Um, So let's get into this episode, Brand New Me. So you know I start with a question with a message. I don't always have just one question, but today I'm asking, like, how do we embrace and genuinely live out the whole do you mentality? Some of you may hear me say that, like, do you, boo? Like, no judgment here. Do you? I literally tried to live my life through a do you mentality. (laughs) So, um, but how do we embrace that and genuinely live that out? And then what does it mean to be your authentic self? And why do we rely so heavily on external factors and people for affirmation and self-confidence? So first of all, I need to know, have you ever had that, like, I call it the oh nah moment. Like somebody tries you or something happens in life and you literally say to yourself, like, oh nah. And you might put another word in between those two words, but for me, it's the, oh, nah, mm-mm, that's, that can't be. It's the, <laughs> the kind of thing that makes you like put your hand on your chest and breathe and count so that you don't just straight go into attack mode. Or is that just me? I mean, every time I have one of those moments, I actually realize that I have graduated to a brand new me. I seriously look back on those moments and celebrate my growth. And you got to do that sometimes. Anytime you can walk away from a situation or a person with your chin up, confidently knowing that a brand new you was just created in that very moment of hurt or pain or frustration or disappointment, whatever it was, you got to thank God for it because that negative thing or interaction can be responsible for giving you a renewed sense of self. So let me just, I'm going to just give y'all a few examples. So the first one for me um, was probably took place. I think this is the first time I really realized I had one of those brand new me, oh, nah moments. Um, This was 
more than 15 years ago, I was in this relationship with a guy in college who I thought was the most amazing person ever. Like I was all about this guy, no one and nothing else. Like I thought he was everything. Um, I was just so in love and dumb, basically. I mean, he was sleeping with all these girls, literally, and I would cry and cry and then I would take him back. Um, and it was like this never ending cycle for about a year and a half. And then one night I went to his house and he was with some chick as usual. And he opened the door, really, he kind of cracked the door open Um, And he basically asked me what I wanted. Now, mind you, we were still in a relationship. We had been in a relationship for four years. Um, But he asked me what I wanted. And I was like, you know, I just I wanted you to know that I love you and I forgive you for the things that have happened. And I really just want us to talk. (laughs) He shut the freaking door in my face. And when I tell you that door shut and I literally became a brand new me at that very moment. Like I can still hear the door shutting super close to my face to this day, over 15 years later. But I stood there for about five seconds and then I did this swift about face. I walked away, got in my car and I was done. I didn't shed another tear. I didn't wonder why I was good at that very moment after all those years of vulnerability and emotional abuse and self-esteem issues and lack of self-confidence. I literally snapped out of it like God threw cold water on my face to wake me up from my unconscious state of insecurity. That's what it was. Like I had no idea I was so insecure in trying to be who I thought he wanted me to be. It was like living a life That's not your own unconsciously, like not even knowing this life you're living, not realizing it. So some of you may be thinking like, okay, and like we all go through issues with men, right? Well, for me, that very moment not only created a brand new me, but it also is what helped me to grow enough self-confidence and self-love to be exactly who I needed to be when I met my husband. So by the time I met my husband, I was confident, like I was goal oriented. I was immune to the foolishness. I mean, I was numb to that typical young 20 something behavior, even though I was in my early 20s. I mean, for real, like, let's just be 100, especially back then, like all the sex and companionship and sense of belonging in the world was no longer enough to take me down that road again. Like, I didn't want to go down that road again. I refused to. So last week, we talked about competition and that internal struggle we have when another woman is doing her thing. But I just want to kind of make that connection. So how do you move from not succumbing to the competition thing to learning how to confidently be your authentic self? Like, where do your oh no moments come from? So first of all, anything that you have to work on or practice isn't the real you for real. So I hate to break it to you. If you practice a response in the mirror or seek the opinion of everybody and their mother about this outfit you're supposed to wear to an upcoming event, then you're not being your authentic self. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like, you know, don't prepare for opportunities or you know, try to better yourself and who you've already been called to be. 
But just remember what we talked about last week. Start with accepting and admitting who you are not first. Start accepting and admitting who you are not first. And then remember the fact that no one can be you better than you. And if the authentic and real you bothers other people, then they clearly aren't your ride or dies anyway. Like they're not probably not supposed to be in your life for real. So it, and it, sometimes it may feel like it or it may be your desire, but most often the weight that we need to lose isn't on our bodies. It's the burdens that we carry. It's the self-confidence issues. It's the crap that other people put on us. It's the sense of competition or, you know, it, it's the dead weight of people that we've been holding on to and hanging on to. But where and when is your oh nah moment going to come? So the Alicia Keys song helped me with that concept. So um, for me, it's just so empowering because it's about this journey that it takes to get to a place where you are proud to be a new you. Knowing that there is nothing wrong with growing, um, it's just, for me, it's something that I can continually be unapologetic about. Like I'm totally unapologetic for who I am and the growth that I've made in my life. I'm totally unapologetic about the brand new me that is reinvented every time I have an oh not moment. And know that there may be people in your life that knew you for a long time and they think of you only as the person you used to be and not the person you are now or even the person that you're becoming. And there are some people who... They claim to be your friends or claim to have your best interest at heart, but they want you to be stuck in who you used to be, either because it does them some good or it just it it kind of helps them to position themselves before you. And that's, you know, we talked about that last week as well. But, you know, there are some people who want you stuck in that. And so, you know, you've really got to know that growing and being a brand new you is okay. And you've got to be unapologetic about that. That's why in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new new has come. Okay. So y'all know how I do. Like I add stuff into the scripture, but if you saw ATL, the movie, then you got it. But you also know that Paul wrote that Bible verse well before that movie, right? But for real, the word therefore refers us back to verses 14 through 16 of 2 Corinthians 5, where Paul tells us that all believers have died with Christ and no longer live for themselves. Basically, you die to self and start living a brand new you in Christ. The thing that dies is the sin of the old you. It was buried with Christ, and just like he was raised up by the Father, we are raised up to walk in newness of life, Romans 6, 4. So that new person that was raised up is who Paul refers to in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 as the new creation. And so, and when I say like the thing that dies is the sin of the old you, I'm not saying that like once you accept God in your life and you have a relationship with God that you no longer sin. All of us sin. We're all sinners, but we don't have to live in sin. And when we know better, we do better. 
And there are scriptures and there are things in life where we are convicted by those things and we because we know better. And so I don't, don't want you to get it twisted. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, you start living this brand new life in Christ and that, you know, the old you and the sinner or whatever dies and that's it. Like, I'm not saying it stops there. But what I am saying is that when Paul talks about the new creation, he's talking about you. He's talking about you walking in newness of life. And so the only thing that I do caution you on with this whole brand new you situation is that you have to respect that the new creation is something created by God, not you and your new cute and powerful self. So um, John 1.13 tells us that this new birth was brought about by the will of God. You did nothing. He did it all. Just remember that. It's that simple. You did nothing. He did it all. Now, again, I'm not saying walk around responding to everything like praise the Lord, saints, or, you know, somebody tries to give you a compliment and you're like, praise God, praise God. (laughs) I'm not I'm not saying all of that. You don't have to take it that far. But just know that you know that you know that all of your light and goodness and your whole I'm a bad chick, I'm set apart mentality is because of God or because of the God in you. And so I also love in the song, the Alicia Keys song, um, that there's this conversation introducing them to the new you. So if you're singing it, you know, you're introducing yourself to, you're introducing others to the new you where you know that nothing can hold you back and no one can hold you down. And there are a few simple but powerful lines from Alicia Keys' song that helped me through a difficult time um, in full transparency when someone who I thought was my friend, like my sister, like homegirl, like would do anything for her. Our families were super tight. We were inseparable. We actually are, I I would say are a lot alike, but I think that we have definitely obviously have some differences, but, um, you know, it, that song helped me through a time where someone who I truly thought was my friend, my ride or die or whatever, she didn't only just show me who she really was, but she also showed me what she really thought about me through a couple of situations. But anyway, this song helped me and I literally had it on repeat, although it was, it was probably written for a romantic relationship, but it helped me in this pseudo friendship because she says, I'm not expecting, sorry, I'm too busy finding myself. Like I no longer need anything from you to include an apology girl by I'm too busy working on myself let me go find my authentic self and stop checking for you. So that, I mean, now I added, of course, my take on that, but that's what that verse or that line meant for me. Like when you stop expecting an apology from people and start working on finding your authentic self and realizing who you're authentic, who you authentically are, then you don't have to worry about being, as I said last week, forever bound by somebody else's mess. And then there's like this statement of reassurance and confidence in the song, because, you know, sometimes as women, we have to remind ourselves that we're good, even through the BS. Like 
And she said, all she says is, I've got this. I've found me. Like, sometimes you have to remind yourself, like, okay, you, I've got this. I can do this. And celebrate when you found yourself, when you found your authentic self and you didn't find it in anyone or anything else. And then my favorite part of the whole song, um, she says, I don't need your opinion. I'm not waiting for your okay. To me, that's a forever free statement to the core. Once you realize you no longer need someone's opinion and you're not waiting on what they say or do before you make your next move, like that is so powerful and forever freeing to me. And then there's this humbling part um, where you, um, in the song, it's just like admitting I'll never be perfect. But going back to the forever free premise, enduring suffering like a G and standing strong and knowing that at least now I'm brave. So she says, I'll never be perfect, but at least now I'm brave. I hope you really got that and you really feel me on this brand new me concept. So before we go, I just have to tell you about my daughter. So she's six and she's amazing. Of course, I would think so because I'm her mother, but she is truly amazing. And she's the most confident little girl I know, like more self-confidence than some grown women. And I just, I call her my butterfly because she floats and flutters around rocking her own little sense of style. I mean, when people like her older brother or others say something mean to her or do something mean to her, I'll ask her, I'll say, you know, hey, what are you supposed to do? And or what are you supposed to say? And she'll shrug her shoulders and just say, whatever. And she literally just she will go and we can all be together hanging out in the living room or in the family room and she'll just disappear and go play with her dolls, just as content, not needing anything from anyone. And I really appreciate that about her. I really genuinely hope that she stays that way, especially through that mean girl middle middle school stage. But she's six, so hopefully I've got some time with that. But one day recently, it was the 50th day of school and she was supposed to dress up like it was the 1950s. Well, the way our neighborhood and school community is set up, everything is over the top. Like, I'm not sure what most of these moms do all day, but this mom here can't remember what day of the week it is, let alone spend hours searching for poodle skirts and embroidering clothes for one day at school that has nothing to do with the instruction that the kids are supposed to be receiving anyway. But I'm an educator, so I'm going to get off that soapbox. But anyway, I was out of town um, working, and my husband helped my daughter with her cute and practical outfit from stuff that was already in her closet. She had a cute little scarf around her neck, some little pink sunglasses. She had her um, jeans rolled up like pedal pushers and some little booty um, boots on. And she just looked so cute. But she was so confident and happy. And even though she could look around her and see the other little girls who had on poodle skirts and, you know, the real deal, if you will, their mothers created these outfits and ordered these outfits or whatever, but she didn't require the poodle skirt. She didn't require the embroidered shirt or Oxford shoes for her to be happy. And the Bible says there are some things we should not have confidence in. For example, have no confidence in the flesh, Philippians 3.3. 3. Paul wrote these words to kind of counter the claims of those who thought that they were acceptable to God because of their, you know, like 
training or their devotion to religious practices or because of their heredity or, um, I don't know, their genealogy or their resume, if you will, maybe how many posts they had on an Instagram. Like he wrote those words to counter those claims, have no confidence in the flesh. And that's why we always tell our daughter to remember the invisible crown that God has placed on her head and the light and love inside of her, because we want her to know that those things came from God and she can be confident in those things and not anything else. And she will be just fine. So what's in your heart? How do you gain your energy, your confidence, your self-love? Is it from someone or something beyond yourself? Is it beyond, is it, you know, from someone or something beyond what God has placed in you? So if you're not finding your confidence in the God in you, then go back to the drawing board and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So what are you seeking, boo? And in what order? So what's your priority? What are you seeking and in what order are you seeking it? On a daily basis, I'm, I mean, I can be real with y'all. I'm seeking peace. I'm seeking strength. I'm seeking a feeling of love. Um, I'm seeking a feeling of respect. But unless I start with God first, then you're going to have to miss me with all of that other stuff anyway. So, I, you know, you can't get it. Whatever your it is, you can't get it unless you start with him. And you can't do you unless you start with him who abides in you. You won't produce anything worth mentioning unless you start with him. So do you want your life to be fruitful, meaning others can learn from and grow from watching you be your authentic self? Or are you cool with being fruitless and pretending that all is well? Remember, you are love and you are light only because you're made of the authentic stuff that God placed inside of you to set you apart. So the forever free challenge, you know, I got it before we go. I have to challenge you. So your challenge this week, to me, it's simple. It might be a little bit difficult for you, but just own it. You can do it. I promise you, girl, you can do it. All right, loves. So. I want you to make a list of the things that you secretly wish that you were, but you know that you are not. So make a list of the things that you kind of, or you secretly, you haven't really told anybody, or maybe you have, but you secretly wish that you were these things. But you, deep down inside, you know that you're really not. You're not authentically those things, organically those things. They're just not you, but you push and push and push, and that's just what you strive and want to be. So I want you to make a list of those things and then be open and vulnerable with a sister friend about that list. Even if you just read it to that person and not discuss it beyond that, just read the list and say, okay, I got to go or text the list to them. But then I want you to crumble up that same piece of paper and throw the list away. Now, I don't care if you burn it, put it down the garbage disposal or run it over with your car, but let it go. Give it to God and start asking God to help you develop the brand new you. So that's your forever free challenge. And then the come with portion of this episode, um, I always ask you who in your life appears to be struggling with the same thing. 
And then I ask, you know, how are you going to bring that person along with you? How are you going to get her to come with you on this journey? And perhaps it's the person that you read your list to. Um, You know, this week is Thanksgiving. So maybe it's your auntie or your cousin or someone you're going to see at a Friendsgiving this week. But who is it that you're going to get to come with you on this journey? Maybe you're going to encourage them to listen to this podcast, to download it, or you're going to encourage them to text forever free to 74121 and tell them about this. But just don't fake on this, y'all. You would be surprised how many women are seriously, seriously struggling with this and who don't realize the power in creating a brand new me or a brand new you. So that's your come with portion. And then we always end our episode with the highlight. Um, We do a forever free woman highlight where I highlight a woman handling her forever free business. And so some of you know, if you go to the Destined Word website, destinedword.com, and then click on the forever free page, you'll see a list on that page or a link to a list called the no competition resource list. And that's a list of some of the dopest women I know in multiple areas and walks of life who have something to offer and who are living their lives um, for the kingdom of God and have ways for women to connect with and through them. And so this episode's forever free woman highlight happens to be my cousin, my sister friend, and my BFF since birth, Carrie Martin. Now, Carrie is an amazing mother, wife, and friend, um, but she's also a woman who lives her life being her authentic self. And I know she wouldn't mind me sharing this, but she didn't always live this way. Like, and I don't want to use the word insecure. She might use that word. That's pretty strong. But I feel like growing up and in high school, um, Carrie was a little more reserved and was maybe seeking the approval or the applause of other people. But she reinvented herself. And maybe, I don't know, maybe she had that oh, nah moment or several of them. But she created and became this brand new person and who lives her authentic self. I mean, what she wears, how she talks, what she says, how she prays for people. She's just this free spirit. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, Just what she does. And she, she does all of that with a do you mentality. So there are several reasons why I chose Carrie for this episode's Forever Free Woman highlight. Um, Number one, Carrie is like I said, on the no competition resource list. And last week I told you about someone who's quite different um, from me, right? And Carrie and I are so, so different as well, but we also have a similar platform. She leads a women's empowerment group or ministry called Free Spiritual Tribe. She is definitely a free spirit and that was part of her brand new me process, in my opinion. Um, but first of all, just because the word free is in the name of her ministry, you would think we would be competitors, right? Or throw shade or whatever. But that's not the case at all. Free Spiritual Tribe has a prayer group. I mean, they do book studies. They do spiritual challenges and so much more. I've, I participate in the prayer group. I tell my people about it. My husband and I invited Carrie to come speak to a group of women at a relationship summit that we hosted a couple years ago. But 
Even though it seems like we should be competing, especially since we have a lot of mutual friends and family, but we're not. We intentionally do the opposite. Instead of throwing shade or like secretly questioning or hating on each other's platforms, we encourage each other. We pray for each other. I mean, she's given me feedback when Forever Free was coming into existence over a year ago and I was trying to figure out what this was. She was giving me feedback on what I can do differently or what I can add to it for Forever Free. And I've encouraged her to do the inspirational texts and even a podcast. And I'm doing those same things, but I'm encouraging her to do that because she has a different following. She has a different platform. And some people might be like, well, why would you do that? If you are asking yourself why, because our stuff is so similar or just because the name is similar, then please listen to episode one. Um, But really for me, it's because... It's about women being drawn closer to God, bottom line, not to be super deep. All that means is like I said last week, run your own race and use no one else as your competitor. So when you engage in meaningful reciprocal relationships that don't require you to give all of the time, then you can bring another woman along with you on your forever free journey. And Carrie has been that for me. I mean, she knows stuff that no one else on this earth knows. Plus, we can be vulnerable with each other without feeling like we're being judged or scrutinized or whatever. But we also leave room for each other to be real with each other. So Carrie is one of the most amazing women on the No Competition resource list. Remember, go to DestinWord.com with a forever free page. Um, But she is just running her own race because she... um, I mean, she was just designed for a specific purpose and free spiritual tribe is that purpose and is reaching so many women. And so what I want you to do is finish out this episode with me. Let's pray it out. And then I want you to go to freespiritualtribe.com for more information or follow Carrie, C-A-R-I, the number three, and then M as in Martin. So Carrie, three M. C-A-R-I-3-M on Instagram to see just a little sprinkle of what Free Spiritual Tribe is like through her life. So let's pray it out, y'all. Father God, thank you for this time that you've allowed us to spend together. I thank you, Father, for those listening and for those who are planning to share this platform, share this information with another woman. God, I thank you for giving us the strength and the tools that we need to bring another woman along with us on our journey. Thank you for vulnerability, Father. Thank you for allowing us to understand that competition against one another is not of you. I thank you, Father, for giving us the tools that we need, but more importantly, for giving us the gifts that you've instilled in us to be able to be our authentic selves and for us to be able to do us individually, but also for us to be able to connect and come together to accomplish the goals and the mission and the tasks that you've put before us collectively, Father. So thank you, God, for this time. Thank you for this week. We're so grateful for the harvest that you have before us, Father. And we're so thankful for the challenges in our oh na moments that have helped us to 
become brand new in you, Father. Thank you for helping us to be those new creations that you've created, God. So we just honor you and we thank you. And we just want you to know that you are above all things. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me and listening. I hope you have an amazing, wonderful, wonderful week. And hopefully you'll be back next week uh, for episode three, which is called Savage Time. We're going to talk about that whole concept of savage to salvage and what that really means. And uh, yeah, so join us for episode three, Savage Time. Talk to you later, my loves.